Welcome back to another week of Faith Look Here. Last week we dove into Luke chapter 6 and James chapter 2 talking about um, are we more worried about the speck of sawdust in our neighbor's eyes or the plank in our own eye. And I hope that you guys got something out of that episode. I hope that it reached someone. Um, I know that it spoke to me. Like as usual, like I said, most of these, actually all of these messages speak to me first before I come to you guys. So I really hope Last week, you got something out of it. This week, we are shifting back to politics, um, and I think it's important. And so this episode might be a little boring for some people, and if it is, I apologize. But I do think that this is an important topic to talk about, as we are only two weeks away from the midterms. So my personal belief, I do believe that America is um, hinging right now. I think that this midterm election is going to be a huge election. I think that it could either hurt us um, or possibly stop the bleeding a little bit. And what I mean by that is, is we've talked a lot on this show when we talk about politics, about um, lifelong bureaucrats and all these politicians who are in office that, um, that I just don't agree with the things they vote on, the things that they do. It's all about lobbying money and it's about what's going to benefit them more than it's going to benefit the American people. Um, but unfortunately right now, um, the Democrats have the presidency, the house and the Senate and look where we have gotten. It's gotten pretty ugly, pretty quick. Inflation is at an all is at what a 40 year high, um, wages are down, um, there's talk about war going on across the war. There's been nuclear talks. I mean, we're just, um, America seems to be in shambles. The world seems to be in shambles. And I really do believe that this midterm election could have a positive outcome on things if the right people are in office. Now, obviously, I've said before, I'm a conservative Christian. I think that if you are out there listening and you are a believer, you're a Christian, I think it is important to vote with conservative values because they are the ones that most closely align with biblical beliefs. Now, when I get into this topic, this does not mean that I think that every Republican is a good candidate or that I think every Republican is a good individual. That's not what I'm saying. What I know is if you focus on an individual person, they'll fail you every single time. It's not about the people. You know, people get hung up on Trump or get hung up on Biden or get hung up on, you know, these individuals. It's not about the individual. It's about the policy and and the the beliefs that they put forth. Okay. And so we talked about it two weeks ago. I believe it was two weeks ago when we talked about the American battle and what it looks like if the Democrats control um, have control. And you're seeing it play out now. And we've talked about how they want to see poverty go up so that they can increase taxes. And if you increase taxes, then you can gain control because you're going to have more people dependent on you. They want to get God out of schools. They want to get God out of government. They want to get faith and religion out of all of it. They want to divide us by class. And so they can control the poor so that the poor will back them in taxing the rich. And again, it goes back to creating um, two classes is creating more um, division and more um, dependency on the people, so therefore they have more power. 
And that's exactly what's playing out right now. And so what I want to do this week, as we are two weeks away from the midterms, is I want to go through a couple highlight, um, highlight a couple big um, Senate races, a couple big um, gubernatorial races, and and uh, just break it down. And hopefully, if, wherever you're listening, and I know we get about, I don't know, 80 to 100 listens a week. I know that I'm not this big voice in politics. I know that I'm not this big voice in America. And I know that I don't have the greatest following in the world. But I do believe that if all of us come together, then that's when we create a a big noise. That's when we create a a louder voice for all of us is when we do it together. Um, I know I've, I've got a couple, you know, several thousand followers throughout social media. And so what I believe is, is if we all come together in our beliefs and our biblical beliefs, that we can make a change and that we can do it together. But this is what I know. I know one, as as a conservative, if you're living in one of the states that you think you have it hands down, don't get complacent. You need to get as many people out to vote. You need to get your friends, your family. It's about voting. We have to vote. That's our voice. This is when we get to exercise our voice and our rights to put in the people that we believe is going to do the best for our country. And so I want to encourage you guys, don't one, if you're in a red state, where you think it's going to be an easy win, don't get complacent. We need as many people voting as we can. And if you're in a battleground state, you have to vote. And you have to be vocal about the issues that are going on in our country. And again, we can't sit on the sideline anymore. If you're if you're listening to this podcast and you've had these conversations with your friends and family or you're thinking that, hey, you know what? The country is going in the wrong direction and I can't stand it. I don't like the way we're going. I don't like the things that we're doing. If that's you, then you have to speak up. You have to speak up. And I don't necessarily mean hop on a podcast and start screaming to a couple hundred people or get on your social media and scream to a couple, you know, several thousand. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is your close net group of people, the people that you work with, the you know, your friends, your family, the people that you go to church with. You have to encourage people to get out and vote because this year is so critical. And so getting into a couple races and I'm going to apologize in advance. I'm going to go pretty quick. I don't want to bore you guys to death with politics. I know that that you know, can get boring. And I know some people don't want to hear it, but again, I think it's important. And like I said, there are people that listen to this podcast all over the country. And I want to encourage you guys, if you're, if you're hearing me right now, please hear this, that there are people that listen all over the country and all over the world. And again, it's about 80 to hundred people at any given week. I'm not sitting here. That's not me bragging. That's not me. You know, look at, look at what I'm doing. What I'm saying is, is we are building a a community here. And that's why I encourage you guys to share with your friends and family because we are being downloaded across the country and across the globe. And so I think it's important that if we do this together, that we can create a louder voice. So going into it, um, if you're in Arizona, it looks like, and I'm going to start with the Senate races. Um, and before I start with any of this, November 8th, Tuesday, November 8th, get out and vote. A lot of states do early voting. If that's your thing, do it. Um, when, whenever you vote, get out and vote. Whether you do it in person early day or you do it in person on the day of. But I do want to encourage you do it in person. Do it in person. Vote in person. Go exercise your right. So getting in Arizona. You got Mark Kelly um, versus Blake Masters. Mark Kelly is the incumbent Democrat. Unfortunately, that race is getting pulled in a little bit towards um, the Democrat, Blake Masters. Um, hasn't been the strongest candidate, but that being said, if you're in Arizona, that is a winnable seat. 
That is a seat that that Republicans can flip, but you gotta get out and vote. And I want to encourage you guys too. There's a uh, the the governor race out there with Carrie Lake. She is on fire right now. All the polls are trending in her way. Katie Hobbs, who she's going against, doesn't want to debate her, which is not a good look. Um, Carrie Lake has done phenomenal on TV. She's done um, phenomenal in the debates. Um, she used to be um, on TV, so she it's right up her alley. She's she's perfect on it. So all you people out there supporting Carrie Lake, it's important to get behind Blake Masters too because he's going to help um, get the vision of the conservative movement out there. If you don't vote Blake Masters and you allow Mark Kelly to get in office, then you've got one other person that's sitting here voting for everything that the Biden administration is doing. Everything that's causing inflation to go up, our gas prices to go up, our food prices to go up, sending all this money to Ukraine, all these things. Mark Kelly's voting for it. He's right on board with them. So if you're in Arizona, you cannot vote for that dude. And you got to be vocal about it. You got to go with Blake Masters. Well, another hot race, and this one is a very, very hot race. Georgia, Raphael Warnock versus Herschel Walker. Obviously, Raphael Warnock won his first term um, in the 2020 election. Now he's running a tight race against Herschel Walker. There's a couple things that are kind of hitting in that race. Um, that one is going to be a dogfight all the way to the end. That one is going to be a, a seat that we need to definitely pay attention to. And if you're in Georgia, get out and support Herschel Walker. He's a Christian. He's a godly man. I'm not saying he's perfect. No one's perfect. But his beliefs align with biblical values. And I think that he would be good. Now, is he your typical uh, politician? No. But to be honest with you, I've said this before, that's what I love about him. I don't want typical politicians in office anymore. I want people who are, you know, your your typical American, which granted, I know people say he's not your typical American, you know, running back in the NFL and all this, you know, fame and all this. I get that. But his values align with the average American. He's a God-fearing man, just wants to see America do, thrive. And that's what we need. I don't care if he's a politician. To be honest with you, I'm tired of politicians. That's why, I've, that's why I like Trump so much. I get that he's, you know, a polarizing figure. I get that, you know, he's hard to like sometimes, but I'm going to be honest with you, he's not a politician. And that's what I liked about him. And so if you're in Georgia, get behind Herschel Walker. Get behind Herschel Walker. You got to get Raphael Warnock out. That dude is as far left as they come. He is all for a socialist takeover of this country, and we can't have that. So if you're in Georgia, get behind Herschel Walker. Um, I'm going to touch on this one. I don't really think this is a toss-up. Um, I'm going to touch on it just because it's where I'm at, North Carolina. So if you're listening in North Carolina, which I know I'll have a, um, a, a good bit of listeners in North Carolina, Ted Budd versus Sherry, uh, Sherry Beasley. Ted Budd's going to – Ted Budd is pulling that one away. I'm not going to say anything is certain. There was another website that said that um, Beasley's – Chances have dropped to 27%, but that doesn't mean that it's not possible. So if you're in North Carolina, get out and vote. Um, but it looks like Ted Budd should pull away with that one. Um, getting down to Iowa, you got Michael Franken versus Chuck Grassley, who's the um, incumbent. They've got that one as a toss-up. If you're in Iowa, um, they're pretty – I think they're typically a pretty conservative vote. But they've got it as a toss-up. So get out and vote, Chuck Grassley. Um, here's going to be another one. Um, Pennsylvania, you got John Fetterman – Versus Mehmet Oz. So this is another high-profile race. This is going to be another one that's going to come down to the wire, unfortunately. And I say unfortunately because of who Fetterman is and where he's at. And I am not here to make fun of anybody. I'm not going to make fun of him when I say what I'm about to say. So if you're in Pennsylvania and you're listening to this, I'm not making fun of him. I'm just pointing out the obvious. The man has suffered a stroke, and he is clearly not recovered from it all the way. 
The dude can't barely put together sentences, and you can tell that he's not firing on all cylinders. And to be honest with you, I pray for the man. I hope he gets better, and I hope that his family is taking this serious, and they're they're seeking um, the right medical attention that he needs. But I'm going to tell you this. That man is not fit to run for office. He's just not. And that's beyond his extreme radical, you know, stances and policies that he takes for the liberals. He just medically speaking, he's not fit to run office. I mean, he's just not. And so that being said, he has dropped a good bit in the polls. Um, and a lot of it is because of his medical records. And the thing is, is his doctors, won't, they won't release any medical notes from any of his doctors. They finally released one and it was one of his like top donors. So he's just not all there. But, however, that's going to be a tight race. Democrats are flooding money and people into Pennsylvania to try to fight for Fetterman. So if you're in Pennsylvania, you got to vote Mehmet Oz. You cannot let this socialist Fetterman in office, especially considering that the man's just not with us. And again, I don't say that to poke fun. I say that as an obvious statement. But I would encourage you guys, anybody in Pennsylvania, pray for that man. He needs it. Medically speaking, he needs it. He's struggling. And to be honest with you, his family shouldn't let him out there to continue on doing what they're doing, if I'm, if you want my opinion. So Pennsylvania is another one. Um, we definitely need um, we definitely need you guys in Pennsylvania to fight. And, and again, it's about speaking up with your family, your friends, your coworkers. Speak up. Do it together. Don't be scared. Um, Nevada is another one. That one's interesting. It's a tight race right now. It's got um, – Cortez Masto, she is the incumbent, um, but she's running a tight race. So this is a woman who just won, and she's in a tight, tight race. And it looks like, honestly, it looks like the Republicans can flip that one. If you're in Nevada, get out. Join the fight, because it looks like that is a seat that the conservatives can absolutely flip. And I'm going to tell you something. As coming out of the Senate with a 50-50 tie, all we need is one. All we need is to flip one. You flip one, and we're good. So if you're in Nevada, get out. Vote conservatively. I think that's the seat that the Republicans can flip. Um, they've got New Hampshire as another one that's a toss-up. So if you're in New Hampshire, um, and I'm going to be honest with you, I don't know a lot about that race. Um, I don't know a lot about those candidates. I want to encourage you, if you're in New Hampshire right now, do your research, look into these candidates, and and, and just, like I said, vote biblically before you vote politically. Um, Ohio, they've got as another toss-up. I personally don't think that this is a toss-up. Unfortunately, I do think J.D. Vance is pulling a little bit um, behind where he should, considering Ohio has gone pretty red in the last um, couple elections. I think Trump won it by like 10 points in the last election. So, I mean, Ohio is a pretty conservative state now, and J.D. Vance is only running about four points ahead at the moment. Um, so I'd like to see J.D. Vance pull that one away a little bit more. I don't think it's as, as big of a toss-up as they believe it is. Um, Tim Ryan, I think his chances got dropped down to like in the 20s on um, his chances of winning the, the seat. Um, I, I just don't think that Tim Ryan's running a good race. He's trying to tie J.D. Vance to Trump and trying to bring Trump, 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 but he won't really it, – it's not working for him. So I don't think that that's a very particularly close race, although that doesn't mean that if you're in Ohio, you get complacent. we got to get out and vote. Um, and then uh, Washington is the last one. Now, this one is an interesting race. Um, it's an incumbent. It's she's it's leaning blue right now, but it looks like if Republicans can fight and Republicans can show up in numbers, it looks like that could be one that they could take. Now, I wouldn't hold my breath on that one, but it looks like it could happen. So, again, all, those are all the toss-ups. I got all this information from 270towin.com. Um, it's a it's going to be a tight race this year, guys. It's going to be a tight race. I'm not going to go into the House. It looks like, by all measures, 
the House is going to go back um, is going to go back conservative. It looks like they're going to get a pretty big majority in, in the House. So I'm not going to touch on that too much. Um, but I do know that there are a lot of tight Senate races that we have to be actively um, fighting for. And I think that if you're in any of these states that I said, Arizona, Georgia, um, North Carolina, Iowa, Pennsylvania, Nevada, New Hampshire, Ohio, Wisconsin, Washington, if you're in any of those states, be vocal. Don't be rude. Don't be mean. Don't get in fights, but be vocal about what's going on in our country. Um, now, switching to the gubernatorial races, which, guys, I'm going to be honest with you. I've said this many times in this podcast before. I am not the smartest individual in the room, hardly ever, probably. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and claim that I'm this you know, genius or whatever. But I just started getting into politics in about 2016. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I did not know that governor's races were called gubernatorial races. And <laughs> this might make me sound dumb. And if it does, I apologize. But I love that word. I think it's hilarious. My wife and I were laughing about it. She didn't know it either. So um, I got a good chuckle out of it. So I'm going to use the word gubernatorial a lot. I think it's a funny word. And you know what? <laughs> it might make me sound dumb. It might make me sound like a child. But to be honest with you, I love laughing. and I love having fun. So going over the gubernatorial races in 2022, um, and I know I'm going kind of long, so I'm going to go pretty quick on this. Um, this is also from 270towin.com. Currently, there are 28 Republican governors and 22 Democrat governors. And right now they've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. They've got 10 toss-ups. Of those 10 toss-ups, two are conservative and eight are um, are liberal. So we've got eight possible seats right now that are toss-up that in the gubernatorial races that Republicans can flip. Eight of them. I mean, if you just get half of that, that'll give us over 30 conservative governors in the United States, which is huge. From the state and local levels, it would be huge, um, especially when you start talking about fights about um, teaching transgenderism in schools and abortion and all this stuff. It would be huge. So these are big fights. We mentioned earlier in Arizona, you got Katie Hobbs versus Carrie Lake. I think Carrie Lake's going to pull that one out. She's doing phenomenal. Um, if you're in Nevada, it looks like there's an incumbent there. Um, it's a tight race. So I'm going to say if you're in Nevada, get out and vote. Um, here's one that I think is, is kind of crazy if I'm being honest is Oregon. So Oregon is a blue state. Everyone knows it. It is a toss up right now. Um, the Republicans running a good race right now. I think if I, I think I saw the other day that Virginia's governor went up there to, um, campaign with her, which he ran a phenomenal race in Virginia last year and got, um, got parents out to vote. If he can get out and get parents to vote in Oregon. And if you're in Oregon right now and you're a parent, listen to them. If they can get parents behind them, then they can win that seat. And that would be huge. That would be huge. A conservative um, governor on the West Coast to fight some of those crazy guys out there, that would be, that would be gigantic. Um, Wisconsin's another one. Um, it was blue. They're running a tight race. So if you're in Wisconsin, um, especially I think one uh, – there's a Senate seat in that one that we didn't talk about too much, but um, Ron Johnson seems to be pulling away in that one. If you vote Ron Johnson, get out and vote for the conservative governorship. They're going to work together to, for families, for parents, and to protect children. So so fight for them. Kansas is another one that is blue. It's a tight race. So if you're in Kansas, um, and again, I don't know a lot about all these governors, and I'm not going to sit here and pretend to, but I'm, what, I'm, what I'm just presenting to you is if you're in these states, then get out and learn what these candidates are for, learn where their policies lie and where their platforms are, what their platforms are, and get out and vote. Maine's another one. You've got, um, they're a Democrat, but um, Paul LePage, I know a little bit about that one. It sounds like LePage is running a really good race right now, and I think that that one's, a, um, obviously, it's a toss-up, and I think that's one that the Republicans can win. Um, New Mexico is another one, um, Democrat, but looks like the Republicans are running good in that race. 
Georgia, Stacey Abrams, and Brian Kemp. They're showing down again. I don't know why they have that one as a toss-up. Um, I was listening to the Daily Wire yesterday, and it sounds like Kemp is running away with that one. Stacey Abrams is just too radical. I just I just don't think there's any way that she can win, win that race. She's just she's too far left. Brian Kemp is a pretty centered um, Republican. There's not there's things that he does that I like. There's things that he does that I don't agree with, but. I think he's going to run with that, away with that one. And there's two more that are um, – they're not necessarily considered toss-ups, but they're way closer than people are, are talking about, and I think it's important to touch on New York. If you're in New York, um, the governor race there is a lot tighter than they thought it would be, and it's definitely within the margin of error. So if you're in New York, get out there, baby, and let's vote conservative. Let's flip New York. That would be insane. That would be insane. Um, I'm praying for you guys up in New York. If you're listening to this in New York, be vocal and don't be scared. You've got people all over the country supporting you and praying for you. And then the last one is Michigan. They don't really have this one as a toss-up. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know why. I think Tudor Dixon is actually going to give Gretchen Whitmer a run for her money. Now, I'm not saying that she's going to win. I don't know. But I think that she's doing a really good job of putting up a good fight. And I think that she's going to – I think she's got a chance. I really do. So if you're in if you're in Michigan, get out there, baby. We got to fight for the conservatives. And again, it's not about politics. It's about our children. It's about our country. It's about our border. It's about our protection. It's about our faith. I said it a couple weeks ago. The Democrats, they're at the root of all of it is removing God. They stand in direct opposition of the word of God. And we as believers have got to get out and fight. So if you're in any of these states that I talked about, know that you've got people praying for you all over the country. We support you, and the conservative movement has got to grow together. We've got to do this together. And so the last thing I want to talk about going into the midterms to help you guys talk um, with your friends and family, give you guys a couple touch, um, talking points, and I want to make this evidently clear. The Daily Wire has uh, reported that Hunter Biden's laptop documents has at least 459 legal violations, state and federally speaking. 459. And if you guys remember in 2020, that was a bombshell story that everybody censored. And had they not censored that, I'm telling you right now, Joe Biden wouldn't have won. And we wouldn't be in the mess that we're in right now. Jack Dorsey... And Mark Zuckerberg have both admitted to censoring that story. Jack Dorsey even said that he regrets it, said it was a mistake. But why did they do it? Because the FBI told them to do it. Because every aspect of our government is corrupt to the core. Corrupt to the core. And this is one part of it. And I know people don't want to hear about Hunter Biden. I know people, but guess what? In these emails, in these stories, he mentioned the big man multiple times. And guess who the big man is? The president of the United States. He should be investigated. The whole Biden family should be investigated. And anybody that's got ties to that should be investigated. And I think it's interesting how Hunter Biden has all these ties to Ukraine. And yet, how much money have we just sent to Ukraine? Tens of billions, maybe even $100 billion now. I've lost track, to be honest with you. They just keep sending billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars to Ukraine. I just find it odd. We couldn't spend $5 billion to create a safe border on our southern border to protect our southern states. We couldn't spend $5 billion on that, but Lord knows we can send tens of billions of dollars, if not even $100 billion now, to Ukraine. We are on the verge of war. We are on the verge of a economic collapse. The recession is hitting a lot of families. And I'm telling you guys, 
this midterm election is going to be huge. It's going to be huge. And we need a biblical-backed conservative movement. They call it the red wave. I want to call it the Bible wave because I believe that the church can get behind it. And I believe that the church not just doesn't not just get behind it, but I think the church needs to lead the charge. It's time that we protect our children. It's time that we protect our churches, our faith, our small businesses, our country. It depends on it in this midterm, guys. I can't I don't I don't know how much more um, I can add. I don't know how much more I can say, but it's so important. I want to encourage you guys on November 8th, get out and vote. Bring your families, bring your friends. Let's see a let's see a Bible wave break through this country, guys. I appreciate you tuning in. As usual, share with your friends and family. You can find us on any streaming um, platform, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, anywhere you listen to podcasts, you can find us. We're on Instagram, Facebook, um, TikTok, uh, Twitter, we're anywhere you can find us. So share with your friends and family. Let's grow the community. It's not about Tyler Campbell. It's about furthering the kingdom. Appreciate it, guys, and we'll see you next week.